Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here's Rick and Eric. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your transparent wealth management hosts. Welcome to our show. And a happy Friday again to you. And a happy Froggy Friday to you. And I think we can actually say it is a little froggy outside today. You know what? Uh, Midwestern weather here. We are heading into the fall. And I, you know, that's what autumn, the campfires, the pumpkin pie, the light jackets, the jackets, the sweaters, you know. And for those, I was just talking to my brother this morning who's in Tampa. He's complaining about rainfall. It says it's going to be 85 and a low of 72. I said, I don't want to hear about it. I think it's what I think I looked today. It's supposed to be a high of 61 Here, <laughs> in Cincinnati. Yeah. So that's what I told him. I said, don't think we're getting much into the 60s. So you want to trade? <laughs> Silence on the other end of the line. That's how it usually so if you're is. in a warm place, enjoy it. If you're uh, with us, then you're just going to hunker down the adjustments. That's right. You know, some people, I, I never like to see the, the hardcore winners coming in, but, you know, I. It, it comes every year. I mean, that's we, yeah, we, we typically get four seasons here. We do. That's why we like living here. I mean, if you, if you want sun, sunny, move out west Arizona or move down south. If you want all four it's seasons. Not it's not here. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> well, is. you know, that's kind of been like uh, the temperatures. Boy, that's what's happening with the market. Volatile. Mm-hmm. Very volatile. One day it's up. Next day it's down. Next day it just trades sideways. You know, the weather just sideways all day. It's 61. When you wake up, it's 61. When you go to bed, that's the market right now. You know, it's all over. You know, some of it's fundamentally based, some of it isn't. But, you know, these are, those are things you can't control is what's going on in the market. What you can control is how you participate or don't participate in the market. And I think that's really what our show has been about. And it's always been about. It's finding your comfort zone, finding your sweet spot. Well, isn't that the classic definition, at least in our book of transparent wealth management? Yep. Know what you're buying, why you're buying it, what it's doing for you. Otherwise, don't do it. That's it. So that's ironically enough. It's actually we're we're digging down a little deeper to make it simple for the folks to understand what it is to work. What what kind of professionals? If you are working with professionals, if you're not, then you know then you can kind of check out. It may uh, may help you just to hear this to know. May confirm what you already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what's the difference between uh, you know what we call planners and peddlers? You know, now the terminology within the industry is actually called, they call that advisors and brokers. Yeah. You know, and the difference, you know, we're going to clearly lay those out, the pros and cons, and, and, and help you identify maybe what you need. Yeah. And maybe in, you don't... in the end, you're going to have to make that decision, you know, about your wealth and, and your money and, you know, where you're getting value and when you're not. That's right. And if you don't understand how it works, you're not going to understand the questions to ask. Do you have a planner or do you have a peddler or do you have an advisor? Who do you have? And if you don't know how to ask those questions, you might think you have one person or one, one firm and you, in reality, you might have something totally different. And I think that's the whole philosophy here is to make this thing clear so you know exactly what you're getting and what you're doing. If not, you could be going through some, some steps and some practices that really aren't benefiting you. So, you know, we, we talk about this quite a bit, and uh, for those of us, you know, those of our listeners, faithful listeners, we uh, welcome you 
back to the show and our new listeners. We welcome you for the first time. But we always like to go through kind of an end-to-end because that's how, you know, we see the world as a holistic wealth management kind of model, and we think that is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, this may not be what's suited to you, but an end-to-end process looks very much like what Steve Jobs did at Apple. He created within Apple a system that, to mitigate the dysfunction between the parts. Yes. Because he knew it was complex. Well, our world of investment and insurance and taxes and estate planning is very complex. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear that. We hear that quite a bit, but we try to demystify and simplify it so people can understand it and make an intelligent decision based on what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I would say on the same stroke, though, you know, uh, some people are trying to do their own surgery, as ludicrous as that sounds. You know, would you ever go to a doctor and go, well, hey, now I got your opinion, so now I'm going to cut on myself. You know, there is, there can be a value for an advisor. Now there's other people who go, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do this myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll live with the consequences of that or the, or reap the rewards of it. And yep. we certainly have met people who love that, uh, dedicate their time to it, do the research and yeah. make intelligent decisions. Well. You know, for the majority of those people, they have day jobs, they have lives. Yep. You know, so we, we want to kind of clear and make that clear for you. So, you know, we do like, we're partial to the, what we call the holistic wealth management model. And as a practitioner, the types of things that you should look for are things like look for somebody. We, we are both fee-based or commission-based. Mm-hmm. So we look at, we're more solution-focused. So when we sit down with a client, it's processed from the beginning. We're going to analyze what is broken, look for the cracks in the in the let's say the holes in the scenario and then propose solutions, you know, that are going to solve that problem. Yes. Or best solve that problem within, you know, a person's risk tolerance and time horizon. Um, you know, a lot of other things, you know, the second pillar, the second piece is tax planning and preparation. So we're not CPAs. We're not tax preparers. We don't do taxes. We have partners that do that for the majority of our clients, but we do both or they do both planning and preparation. The preparation's mandatory. Everybody has to file some sort of return, whether it's a small return or a big return. The planning is optional, and that's the part that the CPA really takes it to the next level because you have to make sure if you've made mistakes in the past, you don't make them in the future. And if you don't understand how you made that mistake or why you made that mistake, you could potentially keep making that mistake going forward. So the planning is going to become ever more critical in our opinion because tax code is not getting simpler. And when they, in, when they start including investments and taxes and Medicare into the same equation, you know, you need somebody who is competent, who can efficiently get you through there. And that's Right, and I'll partners. add on that point of there's a world of difference between planning and prep. Yep. Prep is mandatory, like you said. If you don't, we'll be visiting you in another place. They'll eventually catch you. Um, in fact, that's what they got um, Al Capone on eventually. Yep. For all his wiles and ways, they got him on tax income tax evasion. <laughs> so... You know, the other side of that is planning is proactive. Now, we find, you know, you look at it and, and, and look at what happened before and don't make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Navigate around it, you know. Make, you know, the classic definition for insanity is doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. So I look in the world of insurance and risk management, um, and this is very different from the investment side of the, of the, uh, of the ledger, but I think in terms of, again, that, that I love that commercial where, you know, the kid is getting ready to jump into that lavish, 
looking uh, posh pond, and then uh, all of a sudden it sh- or it almost looks like a lake, you know, his backyard, and then all of a sudden it shrinks to a pond. It's a little fountain. So, you know, and I think what that says in the narrative is that, you know, a lot of people think they have that big coverage, and what they find out at claim time is they really have that little one. Mm-hmm. The best time to find out where your insurance is standing and what risks you are faced with is before the loss occurs. So I think about that in the world of health insurance uh, for those that are 65 and over, Medicare. And by the way, we have uh, two programs coming up in the month of October, the 20th and the 22nd, that are going to, we're going to have our partner, Jeff Hendricks, Medicare planning specialist extraordinaire, uh, also licensed with all the three major carriers, is going to give you a, a worldview you know, or an inside view of what looks like behind a curtain in Medicare. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love that he loves that. Thank you, Jeff, because we don't. We don't. <laughs> it's complex. <laughs> but we're going to cover Social Security because there's a lot of people leaving a lot of money on the table, which is a different world, but that's the other program. Mm-hmm. So if you shoot us a, a message here at straighttalkcleardecisions.com, um, or it's info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com, we can gets you the links up on the dates if you tell us the dates and time because there's two different days and times we'll send you out a flyer but on some of those other topics i think about life insurance you know do you need life insurance sometimes it makes sense to have that to pay you know the expenses uh pay taxes out of an estate you know in the case of the new long life insurance long-term care you can actually you can be your own beneficiary and spend down the death benefit before you die Mm -hmm. and that's personally the kind of plan i own uh, we don't really deal on that uh, in traditional long-term care. Yep. They use it or lose it. So, But, I mean, sometimes that's appropriate. Property and casualty, uh, again, know your coverages. You know, wait till something happens before, yeah. you know. They're, uh, know what you have before the accident occurs. Before it occurs. And last but not least. Is estate planning. This is the last piece. You know, you've, you've lived your life. You've grown your assets. You've accumulated your wealth. Now it's time to get your estate in order so your loved ones, your charities, your churches are the ones that are the biggest beneficiary of your money, of your estate, not attorneys or court costs or the hospital. So, you know, make sure we work with elder law and estate planning attorneys that make sure your estate is in order so your loved ones get it and you know they get it um, in the most efficient way possible. So that's an end-to-end process. Now, you know, you don't have to do it with us. Uh, we'd like you to if we could solve the problem. We're not a fit for everybody, mm-hmm. and we know that. But that should be, in our opinion, that should be your checklist. That's what it should look like. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the question that comes up is when is somebody acting on my best interest? Now, I should precede the show by saying, again, this is for educational purposes. It's not advice. You certainly should, uh, you know, consult, you know, financial a qualified financial, legal, tax, real estate professional prior to taking any action. Uh, some of the statements that we may talk about, because we do use demographics in our practice, uh, they, they do appear to be forward-looking. However, nobody has a crystal ball. That's right. So, again, it always makes sense to, to seek the advice of competent, capable providers, you know, before taking action. Um, so, you know, when I think about something that, that came under the current administration and I believe under the Frank Dodd, you know, revisions of, you know, defining the difference between people who sell you stuff and people who are truly advisors. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and we're going to define that on the show. Now, I think about this, you know, in the word, we don't want to get lost in terminology here, but the, the reality is we're really looking at the difference between a fiduciary or a fiduciary standard and somebody who is just a broker yep. or a salesperson. So really the big, without, you know, this is what we're covering on the show today, a fiduciary, think of it this way. This is somebody who's more of a consultant to you. They're going to put your best interest first. They're going to put you ahead of them. Think of it. They're going to put your best interest first. Whereas a broker or somebody who just sells a commissionable product in this term, they're just doing what's suitable for you. They say, hey, you want this? This is suitable. So in reality, though, you would like somebody or a firm that, op- that has to legally operate under both scenarios. Has to not just be suitable for you as a client or you as a, an investor, but it also has to be in your, in your best interest. Well, I think of back during the, the mortgage bust and, and before the bubble and bust in the market, and there was an inside story. I can't remember the hedge fund manager's name who was visiting Wall Street and made the comment that, you know, at Goldman, uh, Goldman Sachs, one of the big brokerage houses, was both selling long and short positions on the same security. Because it was suitable. It was just suitable. So the contrast to that would be is if a fiduciary is looking at that, as we were, we said, look, we don't see the housing bubble as a positive thing. We see some ominous signs. We don't think this is in your best interest. Mm-hmm. As somebody says, hey, wait a minute, this is America. You can tell me you guys could not have sold a position. No, we would have had to do it as unsolicited. Mm-hmm. We don't recommend you do this. However, you're insisting that we do this. You know, we're removing ourselves from the fiduciary standard in that case. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the ability you know, that somebody who was both a, as, as you aptly put it, both a broker and an advisor, mm-hmm. really. So we can sell, we are registered investment advisors. And of course, I should mention that, you know, we're, uh, our broker dealer, we're separate and unrelated companies from our broker dealer, National Planning Corporation. And so is our RIA. So these things are standalone, independent of, of one another, as Rick Saylor Financial is. So, Again, looking at that and looking at the, the ability uh, to offer that, and we're going to drill down on, you know, what is a, you know, a, an investment policy statement because that's, the, that's what we've had to abide by as registered investment advisors. Yep. You know, but some questions here that we're going to cover is what is a fiduciary? What are the benefits of working a, with a fiduciary? Yep. You know, and why, is, why this move all of a sudden, you know, for a fiduciary standard? You know, and how, what kind of impact this has on advisors and clients, mm-hmm. you know, and also understanding from the other side why there's a pushback, the you know, end. on what's taking place. And at the end of the day, what does it all really mean for you? Yep. You know, the, you know, the retiree. There are six important questions that we're definitely going to cover in the, you know, the next couple segments of our show. So make sure you stay tuned to, uh, stay tuned for that. And we're actually going to, you know, pinpoint to tell you exactly who and what is a financial advisor fiduciarily responsible for? Or what are they, what are they responsible and, for? And how you can differentiate. We're going to have a free white paper, by the way, on that. Because mm-hmm. um, this is information that we, we, we spend a lot of time educating people, both on the radio and speaking uh, uh, engagements. Uh, we teach at both uh, the University of Cincinnati and the University of Dayton and have for several years in the adult learning class over there, Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. So uh, we're big on that. 
uh, you know, shed the light on it and, and let the chips fall where they may. That's right. So, you know, one of the other things we're going to be addressing, and not to be heavy-handed or one-sided, but why financial advisors can be worth the fees they pay. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know, you know, what your financial advisor is charging under what circumstances. And again, knowing what you're, what you're paying, what it's doing for you. You know, because if it's not in your best interest, if it's not working out, then don't do it. Correct. You know, we're also looking at that, you know, our standards as brokers, they're tightening. You know, again, that's why we're going to show you, try to explain to you the difference between a broker and a fiduciary responsible advisor. So stay tuned for that. And uh, also tune in. We have a lot of information that we make available uh, for you, the listener, to be able to educate yourselves. You can go to our website at straighttalkcleardecisions.com or ricksailorfinancial.com and sign up for our free e-newsletter. Covers a plethora of topics every week, headline items in the market, you know, economic outlook. We have a, uh, a view that we write every week there. Mm-hmm. And we find from many of our, our clients and our, our readers that they say, wow, this is not what I'm hearing in the mainstream. Not the candy-coated stuff. It seems to be I'm looking behind the curtain of Oz. <laughs> But we always have fun stuff. We have a philosophical quote, a recipe of the week. A golf tip of the week. Um, you know, a green tip of the week. Health, health tip. tip of the week. Our speaking schedule, which you would also see when this uh, speaking uh, up on the Social Security and Medicare is available. And we can just link you up on that. If you have a question today for us on the show and you want to ask that live, you can call in at 866-472-5790. Or if you're a little shy and you don't want to hear your voice on the radio, Send it to us at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. We'll pick it up. We'll answer it on the air. So stay tuned. We're going to cover in today's show what a financial advisor, is your financial advisor a fiduciary and why does that matter? What's the difference? Well, you're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. 
She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me, the premiums can never go up, and oh yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die, if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Here, Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your Straight Talk Money host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Well, Eric, we're on this topic this week of, you know, is your advisor a fiduciary and why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, are they just a broker? Are they just a salesperson? And I think whenever somebody's doing something, you know, I'm always, maybe I was born a born skeptic, you know, and I think it's, I'm sure it came out of my family. You know, I've always wondered that about my medical providers, if they were giving me advice, you know, based on their, you know, interest or truly on my own. Now, I just don't ever discount the fact that self-interest is involved probably in every, in any transaction of any kind, whether you're talking medicine, you're talking the public sector Mm -hmm. and government, um, you know, criminal justice, you know, legal, financial, it's all business. You know, if they're not Think of it like this. If, if, if the doctor or whoever, the medical provider is not in doing the act, they're not getting paid. Correct. So I'm not saying that um, they're any different than anybody else. I'm just saying we have to be all inclusive. So that certainly applies in the world of finance and insurances and everything else. Yep. So I have to look and say, you know, question that deep down. Well, what, what are they getting out of this? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and has the process itself mitigated you know, not eliminated, but mitigated, minimized the conflict of interest. Correct. Right? Yeah. So think about this in terms of, of, you know, despite what you might read elsewhere about managing your own finances, you know, it's often a good idea to get some help. It is. Now, that's coming from somebody who gets paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, why do I see that? Because there is the difference between what something costs you and what is paid to you. So the cost, so, you know, some people will look at, say, a mutual fund and say, well, there's an expense ratio. Okay, but that's not the true total cost because we know we have analytical programs that look at turnover ratios, mm-hmm. the amount and the cost associated with the number of times that holdings are bought and sold within there, hopefully to yield a gain. But we also know that based on history, that it's better than 80 some percent of most managers, and that certainly would include mutual funds, mm-hmm. that they're getting beaten, beaten by their benchmarks. 80% of the time. Over 80% of the time. So the question then leads itself, then why not buy an index? Well, that's essentially what exchange traded funds are. Mm-hmm. I'm not into digging on all the 
you know, the nuances of this, but indexes like the S&P 500, the Dow, whatever the benchmarking or something you can't directly invest in. There are other investments, you know, that are actually ETFs that mimic that. But essentially you're buying something that mimics it, it's being tweaked, and, you're, and typically you pay a lot less yes. in terms of fees for that. Now, when I look at it, really is a solution-based type of focus. So if we see what the problem is, and we see we're not opposed to using it. We use both of those. We use stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds. We use alternatives. We use, uh, even within our practice, we use insurance products. You know, in particular, what they call, you know, in the alternatives, you know, business development corporations uh, and also real estate investment trusts. So but we're using all of those tools at our disposal and the ultimate end goal for the client is to lower their risk and hopefully stabilize, give them the rate of return they need that we discovered in the planning process of looking at a financial plan. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. This really isn't that different. It's roughly the same reason that you would hire a financial advisor, if that's suitable for you, is the same reason you would hire an attorney yep. or a professional doctor or whatever, a surgeon. You know, you, because you don't have the skills to handle a divorce or a property dispute. You got to know your stuff when you go in there. <laughs> and I would say the same type of environment exists with Wall Street. It is. You know, before you, before you try to understand Wall Street, first you have to understand what they're even talking about. You know, this terminology that some of these, these talking heads on TV or the radio talk about, they're mind-bending. I mean, some of these terms they throw out there to you, Sometimes they might, know, they might not even understand it, let alone you. But Wall Street usually describe these, those who want to help you enlarge your nest egg. You know, this basically comes down to two words, like we mentioned earlier, an advisor and a broker. And the major differences between those two. You know, an advisor is a professional you hire to pick stocks, bonds, real estate investment trusts, and other investments for you. Advisors are fiduciaries. Again, this is what our show's about. We are advisors are fiduciaries, which means they are legally ob- obliged to act in your best interest. Interest. They usually charge a flat salary or a fee. You know, that's, every firm's going to be a little bit different in that aspect. Um, because of the compensation structure, though, advisors are seen as having fewer conflicts of interest in brokers. So now let me throw something in that is negotiable. Mm-hmm. Right? These aren't set. So, you know, again, in transparent wealth management, you should have be able to be able to see that and say, what am I exactly am I paying? Now, understand that there could you could be getting double dinged. So, for example, I'm not arguing for or against this. I'm just making a point. When I look at the cost and fees associated, we in our research, our opinion, we can see this, that we see that most mutual funds' true total costs with expense ratios, turnover ratios, are somewhere around 3%. Is that a fair statement? Mm-hmm. So now when those are being used, and it depends on the class of share that you choose being used, then also you may have another fee from an advisor of another 1% or better. So now you have to add that to the true total cost. Now I'm not saying that that's excessive. It sounds high to me, mm-hmm. but I would be looking on the other end and saying, what are you being paid? What are you getting back yeah, as a they? benefit from that recommendation? So sometimes you go, hey, wait a minute, I'm getting way more than what I'm paying here. But I'm going to say that those are the kind of things we want you to know that I think we ne- that you need to know to make well-informed, intelligent decisions 
about your wealth because you start taking a 1% fee over a 30-year period, that's a lot of money in terms of, I think there was a recent study that showed there's trillions of dollars, you know, that that represents in the overall market. Mm -hmm. I think it was actually in one of these the piece of paper in front of us, I think it was $17 um, billion dollars per year. Yeah, well, that's, some well, that's of these transaction big. costs. That's big time money. Yep. So I'll, I'll take the other side. So a broker is short in, in this definition for stockbroker. Now, we would broaden that. You know, brokers of insurance don't sell stocks, but they're selling for a commission. So we use, we use the, uh, the terminology, you know, they, they, they eat what they kill. So in other words, if there's no transaction, there's no payday. Now, and brokers are basically, they're salesmen. We call them peddlers. We call fiduciaries planners. That's not to say we'll, we'll address that a little bit later. But, you know, here's the idea. You can't really expect them to keep watching it because they were paid a commission and then that's it. It's very transactional. Mm -hmm. So they send the message, hey, you know what? You'll be safe with us right up until the time the, you have the audacity to complain. And then they'll say suddenly, wait a minute, we're not advisors. We're just order takers. You know, and it's more of an attitude. Mm -hmm. And I know our combined 40 years of service, we want to sit and we think you should look for this. should look for somebody who's sitting side by side who's going to benefit the more you benefit. You hook those wagons together mm -hmm. and that's tied together. Now that relationship is going to involve more of a long-term, less of a transactional kind of, of basis. That's not to say that it might not be in your interest to use a commission-based uh, product because we use those. Correct. You know, whether you're fee-based or a commission-based, in our it should opinion, be both. That's right. It's Makes the sense. same thing. If you, and if you can only owe, offer one of them, it's, again, it's, it's human nature, it's interest. You know, if you can only offer one of them, of course it's going to be that person's best, um, best recommendation. So we've got some questions coming up here, but I want to give a little more background, Eric. You know, Here's the basic, basic, we have a white paper too, uh, for this, the, uh, it's a background check 101 mm -hmm. that gives them the sources to be able to check up on their insurance person with their state. They can check the broker check. And then there's also, I think a, a FINRA SEC item in there that they can check. Correct. Yeah. There's three of them. You can go online and see exactly who your advisor is is it actually a true advisor that's fiduciary responsible or is it just some uh, broker that you know doesn't have to live with the fiduciary rule and this article will also help you identify who you're dealing with mm -hmm. now because let's face it when you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody and it's your word against theirs you know they may call themselves financial planners they may call themselves and, and act like they're acting in your best interest but the reality is there is a standard and one of the things that, again, would be a good idea, and I believe it's covered in this paper, is you ask for the investment policy statement for this representative. Mm -hmm. Now, our investment policy statement shows that it's a, a fiduciary standard. And it will also show if they only have to meet suitability requirements. Now, we have to be both suitability and best interest for our clients. Whether there you think about this. When you're in the arena, and a lot of folks out there listening have 401Ks, they have 403Bs, they have deferred comp. You sit down with that person, and, they, and they're from whatever firm, XYZ firm, and they're in there to educate you. 
that's why you'll hear them clearly say, wait a minute, you know, I'm not making recommendations here because they're not advisors. There is no fiduciary standard. That's even removed a little bit. Mm -hmm. They may be licensed, but because they're playing in the role of the educator, uh, the informer of what the rules are, what's available to you, they are disallowed to be able to make recommendations to you. Now, that's actually, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what platform you're on. We can work with that money if it's sitting, you know, there uh, in a, what I want to say, a collaborative effort that we have to agree to in that agreement. Correct. That we can see that and then help you transact what you need to be doing to manage your risk, to manage your expectations in terms of rate of return. And we're not huge fans of the target funds. Sometimes it's your only option in a lot of these retirement plans. So, you know, it's better than nothing. But um, it's really at the end of the day, it's specifically on retirement plans. It's, you know, what are your options? We're not just going to go take over an account to get some assets under our management. We want to make sure we can provide some value and we can provide a big benefit to you in order to. And, you know, of course, 401ks, they have different, every 401k has different options. So let me give you a quick litmus test. So, you know, if you say I take full responsibility for my investments, I just really need somebody to carry out the orders and handle some basic administrative tasks. You know, then a broker, a salesman kind of person is, is probably all you need. Yep. You just got to make sure what you're paying. You know, maybe you need to go to a, you know, a platform where the fees are less that are kind of do-it-yourself. The Scott Trade, uh, you know, I don't know. E-Trade. E-Trade, those kind of, a, kind of things. And maybe you don't even need anybody to help you with. Mm -hmm. But don't expect somebody to, to act as an advisor. Now, maybe if that's not you and you say, hey, I'm not going to do that research. I don't know what's best for me. I'm, I'm not, I can't see this picture then you probably need a real investment advisor. Now, let's be frank here. Not mm -hmm. every person who says they're an advisor is genuine, but the majority of our industry is. But you got to pick out the glaring example, Bernie Madoff. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was registered as a fiduciary. Didn't help his investors when his Ponzi scheme collapsed in 2008. Definitely did not. And left him holding the bag. So, you know, he was actually, you know, when we've said this numerous times, Bernie Madoff, was both the broker-dealer, he was the RRA, and he had his own clearing platform. Could you say conflict of interest? <laughs> I mean, he, he was his own clearing firm. So, for example, we have a separate broker-dealer, we have a separate registered investment advisor, we are IAR, IARs, investment advisory representatives under that, yep. and then we also have a separate platform. We have two. Yes. We use Pershing and Fidelity. So the accounting is coming from different sources. And so there's a lot of overlap here. So let's touch on these six questions. I know we never have enough time to do everything we want to do here. But, you know, a good question to ask is who is actually managing my investments? Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, there's a lot of folks out there in our industry that use wrap accounts. So you're paying for somebody else to do the advising and the moving and the buying and the selling and the trading. Now, we actually activate that ourselves. We have research. We have a certified financial analyst firm we use to analyze assets um, and asset classes. But we, we essentially use those building filtered components and put together our, our own models. Correct. You know, second question here is, what is your track record? So, you know, ask for a copy of their form ADV, which discloses possible conflicts of interest, you know, um, from securities trades and answers a lot of the other questions you might not know to answer. You know, get a list of references and call them, you know. From existing clients. Sure. Correct. And, uh, you know, what's your background? You know, many registered investment advisors have advanced degrees in business and finance and years of experience, as well as investment analysis, you know, or traders at major firms. 
You know, so just look for that to make sure that, and that's not to say that somebody can't have that, uh, uh, you know, what do you say, uh, the experience and have learned and grown through the industry, because I know I personally have. Mm-hmm. You went to college. You have a degree in, in you know, duplicate finance, or dual yeah. finance and real, real estate. estate. So, I mean, it's, we make a great team. We complement one another. So, I mean, understand what that is and look at the results. Yep. You know, fourth question is who pays you? Again, it comes back to a fee-based or commission-based. If it's a fee-based, the client is who pays us. You know, the, the better we do for them, the better they do, the better we do. If it's a commission-based, that means whatever company, if it's an insurance company, for example, that insurance company XYZ is paying us to sell their product. So it's, it's not that one's any better than the other, but you as an investor should know how we're getting paid. Is it through you personally or is it through a uh, third party? Right. So, I mean, we even have products that, uh, again, will pay us, and then we manage the transitions when they exit. Mm-hmm. We also have some that pay us a little bit up front and continue to trail, so actually combinations. Yes. So advisor pays trailing fees. Some of them are commissioned, but they can't be the same thing on the same dollar at the same time. That's it. You know, here's a great question. Can I pay by the hour? You know, now we do financial plans. We'll put out information. What we won't do, and most, you know, in all fairness, we're not going to give away the recipe. No. We're not going to sell you the recipe for how we do what we do. And that would be expected. I mean, would you ask that of Coke or, or Kentucky Fried Chicken? I mean, it's kind of silly to ask that. And, you know, 40-plus years here of combined experience, sure. we've certainly got to ask that. Yes, we have. We just, you know, respectfully decline. <laughs> you know, last question here, and this is our show. Are you always legally bound to act in my best interest? And the answer to this one should always be yes, all the time. If it is, get it in writing. This is a fiduciary duty. So if we are legally bound, we have to act in your best interest, and that's what we are as a fiduciary advisor. Right. So, I mean, and listen, we're bound by our investment policy statement. We actually, anybody who is in that RIA kind of status um, standing is going to risk their careers, mm-hmm. their status and standing within the industry, licenses and everything else, if they're not doing that and performing that. So the next part of the segment here, in the last segment, we're going to cover... Um, how a financial professional can help you prevent from making costly mistakes and some questions and things to look at, checkpoints for that. Well, stay tuned. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your Straight Talk Money host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down, into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet, and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Sailor, smooth financial sailing for 
the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. To the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no-nonsense wealth management hosts, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. So, you know, Eric, as we're on this topic of, you know, the difference between a, basically the fiduciary standard, you know, and an advisor versus brokers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, planners versus peddlers. You know, we'd like to say in layman's terms, you know, in this last segment here, we will want to really drill down. But before we do that, I want to make you aware, you know, we're, we're big on the social media thing. If you're into the LinkedIn, find us, Rick Saylor. And we also have one Rick Saylor Financial. And um, let's connect. Mm-hmm. We send a lot of information out there. We're also on Facebook. You know, Rick Saylor Financial is our, uh, our Facebook page handle page. I think it's a page. In there. And what's our what's our Twitter? We're uh, at Rick Tyrement, R I K T I R E M E N T. So we're all over the social media. So if you're on social media, like us, follow us. We do put a lot of updates on there. We offer a lot of white papers and research reports. So make sure you follow us. If you know, at the end of the day, if you're just getting some good information, you know, we're happy. You're happy. And you go to StraightTalkClearDecisions.com. And you can see a lot of our archived articles, a lot of our archived radio shows by topics, by dates. Mm-hmm. So there's something you think, like we did a whole summer series on a financial plan. And that's really, uh, again, and then an offered. And we'll extend that offer that will give you access to our $11,000 program. Because if you haven't done that again, and I think, again, that's one of the things that should begin the uh, – what I want to say, the discussion when you're meeting with somebody who's in the financial world. So think about this. If I walk into a doctor and I get up on the table and he says, you know what? I think what you need, you need an appendectomy. And I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We haven't even talked about what my symptoms are. You don't even know what I'm feeling here, where the pain is, what you know, what the condition has been. You, you haven't even given me a prognosis. Mm-hmm. Now, as crazy as that sounds, why do people sit down with people that are financial or go to some seminar and they go, this is what you need? This is the best thing out there. Everybody needs it. That's every man, woman, and child. <laughs> and you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Now, we like to use a metaphor for that because to a man with a hammer, the Everybody's whole world looks nail. like a nail. Don't get nailed. Yep. 
<laughs> and if you get nailed, that's why you did. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you pick that up. Now, I know they can be smooth talking. Um, they can sound intelligent. I'm not saying there aren't some, some very slick, well-groomed salespeople. But I'm going to say in our world, and it's probably a good idea for anything or any discipline, whether you're going in to see an attorney, you're going in to see a, a medical professional or whatever, that you first make sure that they understand what the situation is and the whole scope. And if they're not willing to do that, get up and leave. Mm-hmm. Don't walk, run. Because yep. I know that's how we begin. We begin and say, hey, look, do the analysis. Let's find out what your risk tolerance is. Let's find out what your financial GPS, let's do a financial plan. Mm-hmm. See where the, the cracks and maybe the holes are. Because then and only then, you're not the first one to walk this path. Correct. You know, one of the easy ways that I say to, to kind of f- figure that out from the get-go is, is he talking a lot or is he asking a lot of questions and listening to you? You know, and a consultant, an advisor, fiduciary responsible advisor, we're going to ask a lot of questions. We want to know where you're coming from. We want to know how to best serve you. If we're just going to come shooting out of the gate saying you need this, this, and this, you know, we don't even know what your problem is if you have a problem. So it's, you know, make sure and, you're and doing it, a lot of the talking and asking to, yeah, questions. Yeah, and it needs to be an objective. That's a great point. It needs to be an objective process. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a good back and forth. Now, you know, one of the things I know that we personally, we use a, a guideline. We don't work with everybody. And mm-hmm. that's not a pompous, arrogant statement. We've been doing this long enough, Eric, that we know some people we can't help. That's right. Right? Good old And bad. we know, and we know <laughs> also... Uh, there are a few people that I've ever met in our 40 years that we couldn't help in some capacity, but that's why we have partners in areas that we don't do things. We go, hey, you know what? Actually, that, that doesn't look too bad, but you may want to consider looking at an estate plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're a candidate for, for example, in our opinion, you know, a trust. Here's what you will avoid because we've seen that train wreck. Yes. You know, you may be a candidate because the whole here is that not your investments are off, but you're, you look like you're taking on the total risk for your potential long-term care. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We got partners that do that. Uh, you know what? You're not being tax efficient. You're just, you're drawing money here that you're not using and you're paying taxes unnecessarily. Now that may involve both a, a tax planning kind of scenario as well as a solution. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what it is. But here's some things. Let's just assume for a moment that, you do need a financial advisor. You're not the kind of person that's going to make all, do all that research and execute and give the directions for what things should be traded. So, you know, here's a benefit. This potential is that an advisor will keep you from selling in a panic. So they're going to separate, help you separate and differentiate between the facts and the feelings. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't think that we as advisors have no feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we counter that with deep research and, and sources. Process. Yeah, we probably have six basic feeds for us, mm-hmm. and they're not all in agreement. No. So we're listening to contrarian views, too. Yeah, and you know, I, I actually just this morning reading one of them, a line stuck out to me, and it's specifically in this market today, this market we're in right now, you know, it's not that we're not worrying, but we're getting – paid to worry for you. You know, we're here, we're doing the research to figure out how this is really going to impact you. If you're not a do-it-yourselfer and you want professional, we are going to worry. That's why you pay us. We're here to make sure that we make sure your plan is in, fa- in force and intact and you are successful. Some man, it's kind of like use that airplane analogy used on a few shows ago. 
you know, uh, we're the pilots. We come on and say, hey, you know what? We look like we're heading into some things on the radar up here. It's going to get a little bumpy. Uh, why don't everybody just buckle your seatbelts? Yeah. That doesn't mean the turbulence isn't going to be there. That's right. Doesn't mean that you're still not going to feel something. But wouldn't you rather hear that, you know, rather than just when you're running through the turbulence and you hear from the cabin, get down. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not what you want to hear, right? Yeah, no. Not uh, my plan, at least. Never saw that coming. <laughs> you know? So, again, we're, we're making light of that. But, again, it's, it's, I think it's an appropriate metaphor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I look at this. You know, an advisor can help you plan for the future. How much to save, which mix is the best, and we can, you know, test that with, uh, again, a, an integrated dynamic financial plan. And, again, we have one. You could do them online, but we certainly would not be doing those if... Paying for those. If if pay, we could yeah, we wouldn't be paying for what we're paying if we could get it for free. Yep. So ours are just taking in a lot of, of things that this just doesn't take in. But, again, why don't you see the, the picture? Why don't you see the future as best you can with the best technology available? Yep. An advisor, you know, they're also someone else to bounce investment ideas off of. So even if you like doing it yourself, but you don't feel comfortable, you just keep talking to yourself, maybe that advisor that you pay hourly for, you just get to go bounce ideas off them. You know, you've done your research, now you want to see. And we do that. We do that. Now, again, don't expect for us to give you the recipe. We're not going to give you models. We're not going to give you trays. You come to us and say, hey, what do you think about this? Well, you're the one that brought it to us. Mm -hmm. You know, if you pay us to do research, we may research something, come back and offer an opinion. Yep. Uh, we're not going to give you trade models. Correct. You know, that's unrealistic. You know, some advisors can offer you perks. They say, well, what in the world are you talking about? Well, you know, because we're using this, you know, some of the perks we offer is because we're already signed up to get a lot of these feeds, you know, and, and we do a lot of gatherings. We do a lot of fun events. We call the, some of our events learning events, and we call some of them fun events. So we find out what people are interested in sports, in in food, in in um, wine, and and beer and liquor kind of things, and we do different types of events that are fun. We we pretty soon we have a uh, a client appreciation event that we do annually, and it's just we have a, a good time doing it. Yep. And from the edge from the financial side, you know some of the perks are, you know. We're an institutional or we're part of an institutional wealth management, so we get access to certain people, vice presidents of companies, vice presidents of hedge funds and, and private equity firms. So sometimes we can actually get those people in to speak to our clients. If you're doing it yourself on E-Trade or Scott Trade, the only way you're going to get access to that person is probably paying a lot of money to go, go to a big conference. Exactly, because they're not going to pay attention to you. You may have, you know, it's a couple million 100000 You may have $10 million bucks. I'm telling you. These are guys and gals that come in and talk to people with billions, mm-hmm. billions of dollars. Um, an advisor can give you investment suggestions. You know, we can also give you overall financial advice because that's what we're paid to do. So you say, hey, you know what? We see here you're not really being tax efficient. You need to go see this professional. And that's why we've integrated that into our practice. And it's kind of a nice I think it's a nice benefit because when you consider how much time, little time people have after you net out, uh, you know, what's going on in your day, mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, the last thing on their mind is sit down and read the stuff or, yeah. or, or seek out somebody that, again, you got to go through that whole process and say, is this person acting in my best interest? Now, we have vetted our partners mm-hmm. and we have aligned ourselves 
with people that we know are going to represent the same values. So again, if you like us, you're more than likely going to like our, you know, the providers partners, and partners. You know, a third, you know, another reason for an advisor is a third party's validation can help your spouse feel better about your investment decision. So this is somebody maybe who spouses aren't necessarily on the same page investment um, philosophy wise. That advisor can help calm that other spouse down and say, hey, you know, this is a strategy. This is a good plan. It's going to work. Um, you know, it's just getting, again, the third party validation that, hey, what's happening is should be and could be the right way. Now, here's another one. And this is this. We see this quite a bit. You know, you know, having there's another person familiar with your financials if you pass away. Now, I have yet to see the family where both partners, husband and wife, whatever, are equally engaged in the financial, in the knowledge and the decision making process. They may be consultative, but there's usually one of those who are holding the purse strings and dealing with that that number stuff because the other one doesn't. Opposites attract. Yep. So even for people who are hands on it might be pretty good to have somebody who knows your investments, knows, keeps all the records, knows your story. Mm-hmm. So that while that spouse is grieving, they go to one place, one location, and they know end to end, and then they can just focus on the grieving, have a smooth transition there, you know, uh, because let's face it, that's, that's not going to be an easy event. No. You know, for most of us and for most families. So, Again, we see that a lot. Now, again, I think it makes sense. No, and don't be afraid to ask, you know, well, hey, you're recommending this, you're recommending that. What am I paying? And what are you giving me? So I think that's a, a great approach. And if the person you're, uh, you're talking with is hesitant, then you should probably leave that office. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a good fit. Yep. Well, that's... Um, Call us here at uh, 247-513-454-9999. You can visit us. Send us info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. We'll send you the, uh, the paper on Fiduciary 101, mm-hmm. and it'll give you all those broker checkpoints, insurance checkpoints, tell you the differences and how to check up on that. Sure. If you'd like a second opinion, we would be honored to provide that to you. Yeah, make sure you get it. Check us out on social media on Facebook. It's Rick Saylor Financial, LinkedIn, Rick Saylor Financial, and also on Twitter at Rick Tireman. R I K T I R E M E N T. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Yep. You've been listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no nonsense wealth management host Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg. Your life.